they say to Castillo, You created us to be immortal. Why? Castillo, to live forever. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, yeah, that's This a... film is trash. How'd you do again to all of our listeners? And welcome back to Geeksweat and another episode of Cult Film, where we take, um, <laughs> where we explore <laughs> the world of video game to film adaptations. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Jay, and welcome. Today, we're going to delve into the world of zombies, which uh, there have been very. Well, there have been a lot of video games and many, many films, um, but where only a few of them have actually spawned from video games. So today we're going to have a look at House of the Dead. Once again, I've got the wonderful company of King Dom. Hey, hey. Hello. And MKH. Hola. Welcome back, buddy. (laughs) Thank you for having me. How's it going? Very, very well. Um, I I feel like I'm epically under de- I'm under prepared for this episode because I'm just watching uh, Dom spread out all of his notes <laughs> like a a solitaire card game right now. Dude, I've only got half a page of notes, mate. I don't I don't, I don't know what his preparation has been. Jeez. Oh, right, so I I forced these guys to um, pop over for a um, a round of um, Overkill House of uh, House of the Dead Overkill with um, PlayStation Move, um, just to kind of relive the the arcade experience on my television set. <laughs> so I forced him to do that. We also had a lovely barbecue. Um, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It made it all worth it, actually, the barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Uh, so, um, and then I then forced them to watch the film um, of the same name. And that's uh, when things went downhill. <laughs> <laughs> The wheels fell off the truck. <laughs> so for those who don't know, House of the Dead, um, it's a first-person rail shooter game. It's produced by Sega. It was originally released as an arcade game in 1996. Um and actually, a remake is due on that. Um, that was announced earlier this year, so I'm assuming that's going to be out in the next couple of years or so. Anyway, there are six main story releases in total, um, with console and PC releases as well. And from that, there are eight spin-offs. So lots of games around this House of the Dead um, franchise. Um, and typically, it pairs two special agents together um, who basically need to shoot down hordes of biologically engineered undead mutants. So, yeah, shoot them. Shoot them and clean it up. Is that what they are? So they're not zombies? You wouldn't classify them as zombies? Well, in the games, they call them bio- biologically engineered undead. So technically, they are zombie-like. But they are created in a lab. So it's not like a virus or something that came from biting a koala bear. Viruses mutate. So I wouldn't be surprised if the effect of the virus also mutates as well. Mm. Because, yeah, that's what I'm just confused because this is not a typical zombie genre franchise. No, because this is the one where they eat people as well. Yeah, and like they're kind of human, like they still got human elements to them, don't they? They still come at you blindly, though. Well, I don't know. In 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 the in we're going to obviously speak about the get uh, the film, but some of the mm. stuff that they were doing in the film was kind of like like they were still there was it was still someone at home, should we say? They weren't mindlessly going. Mm. It's like people were swinging. Like I think some of them were though. 
Some of them were, but some of them seemed like they knew what they were up to. I think there was the boss bosses though. It's the bosses that had kind of more awareness. So they are the what's it called? Apex. A- Apex. Well, not- Apex Zombie. Yeah, I suppose you could say that. Yeah. Anyway, so just moving on. So the video game first came out in 1996, and the first film adaptation was in 2003. Um, it was directed by, is it Uwe Boll? Is that how you say it? Uwe Boll. Uwe. The W was a V. Excellent. He's German. He's German, yeah. He's German. No, he's German. Yeah. I know that much. He also directed um, Far Cry, which I hear is special. Uh, what, the film of Far Cry? Yeah. He, he when did that come out? Um, a few years back. Seriously? Mm. Oh, that completely. Maybe, maybe we need to look at that because I've completely missed that. Because oh, Far okay. Cry's a game. Far Cry, Far Cry's coming up then. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that had a budget of 12 million US. Um, and boy, didn't it show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was. Yeah, it, it, it showed. Um, interestingly, the box office takings were um, 13.8 million US. And 10.2 million of that was US only. So they didn't make much worldwide. Um, But I don't know if that was because the bulk of the release was actually in the US rather than worldwide. I don't know. But it bombed, bombed majorly. Um, And surprisingly, it's actually a trilogy because there's House of the Dead 2, um, which was made in 2004, but it went straight to DVD. Um, that was directed by Michael Hurst of Vikings um, fame. Okay. He's the director of um, Vikings. Um, and then the third one was um, renamed Dead and Deader in 2006. So that was formerly House of the Dead 3. So, yeah. Wait, so they actually cut their ties with House of the Dead in order to be more commercial? <laughs> you know what? I don't know. I don't know. But all all I know is that uh, they decided not to go with House of the Dead 3. <laughs> but even when they did House of the Dead 3, like, Dumb and Dumber was already, like, like decades old, wasn't it? Yeah. Would it be? When was, yeah. When, when was, uh, it was Dumb and Dumber done? 1994. Yeah. yeah. It was there. So, like, why would you even... What type of reference is that? Maybe it is a play on Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But it's, like, it's so late in the game. <laughs> it's, like, so late in the game that you're trying to make a reference to a popular 90s film. But it's weird. And though. yet, that was a better title than House of the Dead 3. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, formerly House of the Dead 3. Starring Dean Kane of Smallville. No, not Smallville. Lost. Superman. Superman. Superman and Lois. That, that's the of Lois. Yeah. Oh, Dean, you know, I was looking so good for a while. <laughs> <laughs> the Adventures of Superman, uh, Lois and Clark. Lois and Clark, yeah, I think that's yeah, what the, it was called. Yeah, the Adventures. Way, way back when. You know what? Notoriously, they hated each other. Yes, but I But they had I to kiss that. each other. That's really weird, isn't it? Yeah. That's proper acting. Proper acting chops right there. Oh, just imagine kissing someone that just makes your stomach churn. Yeah. Ugh. But you get paid for it, right? Well, that you're saying they're both prostitutes. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> hey, when money's Dean, involved if you're and listening, that's is- not what we meant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although House of the Dead 3 was still a shame. If, yeah, if, exactly. if the contract is binding, I suppose you've got to follow the rules. Yeah. So I'm. we've all played the game together. Yes. How did you find that? Uh, Dom, you go first. The game was special. 
<laughs> there That's were... my word. Okay. There were very three-dimensional and nuanced characters like... What's he called? Isaac Washington, who is in no way a cliche black guy in the mould of Samuel L. Jackson. Plus the returning character of Agent G, who's been in several episodes and has got no personality, like Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible. Oh, harsh. I I actually just thought of that. That wasn't even one I'd written down. That just came to me. And there are some really... I want to say special again. There are some amazing cutscenes. It is a, it's a funny, funny game. Um, and, and just to clarify, um, the version of House of the Dead we played was Overkill Extended Cut um, on PlayStation 3 with um, PlayStation Move. So um, that's our reference for the game. So I, I, I think I would have preferred just watching all the cutscenes on YouTube. Yeah. Because actually you can do. Yeah, which I, I might actually go and do. But yeah, can I just say the game itself... Because um, I'm used to rail shooters such as Time Crisis, and I think Time Crisis obviously did it a lot better than what House of the Dead did. Um, but yeah, I, I, and yeah, the, the, again, the genetically modified undead in in the games kind of confused me because sometimes they would run fast, sometimes they'd be really slow, sometimes they'd be crawling, and sometimes they would peek out of fireplaces some of them crawled on the roof there was also some flying involved as well yeah but i think that was part of the mutation he he was like um the one in the wheelchair (laughs) but he was flying that was a ridiculously long (laughs) boss level as well how long did that go on for yeah i mean how many headshots did we give him is is that more an indication of your shooting skill even though you were right up to the screen. Yeah, we were very we close. To get, to we got closer and yeah. closer to the screen in an to effort to in. end this level. Yeah, I had to. I had to separate you guys from the TV. Screen we tried to put the barrel in his mouth to make him die. That's <laughs> <laughs> how close it mean we needed to go. But yeah, no, he had. A, he was in a wheelchair, but he was floating, and he had one of those, I guess, telepathic powers because his head was really huge. Yeah. with stuff coming out. He was like, oh, "Look at me, I'm." I'm levitating type of thing. And like his, his body was really floppy as well. And that was the first boss, wasn't it? He was the first yeah. boss. Imagine the bosses going forward. Well, oh, we, we took another boss, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We did. We took the, um, oh, the, the duo, the, the big, big one and the little one. Yeah, they were large. There was a, yeah, they were the little and large of zombies. Yeah. Do you remember the, that one? And it, they threw barrel, barrels. Oh, yeah, the guy you. that was yeah. sprinting across. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, the yeah. massive blob in his pet. Yes. Yeah, that was kind of weird. But, oh, was that when you were the stripper? Yes. Yeah. In the game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Here's another like... thing with the game is that you, in terms of parody and, and, and comedy, um, one of the characters' names is Candy Stripper or Candy Striper. It's spelled with a Y. So, so take that as you will, Striper or Stripper. Um, and then also there was um, Vala Gunn were the other, was the other... Um, female protagonist. Such such layered characters. Yes, and and typically the the um well Candy was a stripper. Yes, <laughs> and and on top of that, she was also playing the role of a dumb blonde as well. So with classic lines like, um, what did Vala say? Um, Your brother's, uh, my brother's dead. He's taken the stair lift to stair lift to the sky and she's like oh 
but he's only got one floor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she didn't get that he was dead. Yeah, she was slow on the uptake. Oh, yes, very slow. Very, very slow. Yeah. Okay, so that was the video game. Now, the the film, I do apologise because I didn't realise how how entertaining it would be in comparison to the game. Did you ever watch the film before? Or is this no, the first time you watched no, it? Okay. I, I what, wa- do you think she would have made us watch it if she'd seen it before? <laughs> if, if I had known, um, I, I, I had an inkling, at, well, it's a zombie film. I mean, like, how bad can you do with a zombie oh, film? Oh, well, well there's yeah. a whole other level of bad yeah. that Uwe Boll has oh, managed to find. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I know that now. Um, and just kind of looking at some of the stats, it didn't do very well. Um I think Have you was, found what it's got on Rotten Tomatoes? It was like 12%. It's 3%. <laughs> 3%. Oh, look. You know, I think the fan base kind of watched it and died <laughs> and became zombies themselves. Uh, I, I, for me, the pace was just all over the place. Um, the storyline, what storyline? It was just – it was – to be honest, almost true to the game because the, the game itself is just shoot them and run. Yes. Um, which, in essence, this film was shoot them and runs. But as a film, I think because it is a film, you expect a little bit more. Would I be correct in You saying? would be correct in saying I was expecting more than that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so go okay, on. You, let's, you, let's you've hit got you 10,000 notes in front of you. I know you're dying to say them, so, so go ahead. So literally the first thing you see in the film is the character of Rudy informing you that everyone else has died. So the film starts by telling you the ending. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I missed Which is that. an unusual move for I a totally film. I totally missed that. Everyone's dead. Yeah, so I Rudy didn't... says, I, sh- I feel like I should say this in his voice, like, it all started when. No, it all started when I came here for a rave, he says. Oh, right, that's right, because yeah. he, he, he did says, it as a narrator. Yeah. It was a nightmare, so many dead people. Sorry, it was a nightmare. So many dead people. <laughs> <laughs> How do you spoil a film right at the beginning? But I suppose if you know it's a zombie film and it's called House of the Dead, you kind of expect dead okay, people. Okay, but look, there's a way you could do it. If you want to tell the bulk of the film in flashback, what you could do is what Starship Troopers does, which is they start with a battle. Yes. And then they cut back from the battle to the beginning mm. where they're all being recruited. Yeah. So that doesn't show you or tell you exactly what happens at mm. the very end of the film. Although, to be fair, I was actually grateful that I knew that they were all going to die, because when it got down <laughs> to the final three, I was like, oh, God, this is going to be over soon. <laughs> they weren't lying. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the bad dialogue and the unnecessary voiceover just continues. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to tell you this bit of voiceover. Okay, this is, this is the opening voiceover. They missed the... I'm, gonna just say this flat yeah so you can appreciate how bad this is (laughs) they missed the boat to the rave if only they decided to stay back in seattle they'd all be alive today back in my head something was bubbling away at my subconscious and it continues there's that is still not the end of the opening voiceover it goes on and on and on Do you have it? Yeah, I have it. it. Hit us with it. (laughs) There's Greg. Greg is a guy I played ball with in my college. A good guy. Simon, they say God doesn't give us two hands and they're right. (laughs) What? Okay. (laughs) Cynthia, 
Greg's <laughs> girlfriend. Pure eye candy. Oh, candy stripper. Karma. She has a crush on Simon, but Simon only has eyes for Alicia. My ex. We broke up a few weeks ago. So she could concentrate on fencing. She loves it. I don't see what it's good for. Well, she needed that those fencing skills yeah, later on, didn't she? Turned out that she needed fencing to like duel with a seventeenth century smuggler. I mean, who knew? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they might as well have done a flashback where he's like, you know, babe, hey, it's not like you're ever going to need to duel with a seventeenth century smuggler. If only. <laughs> and she's like, you know, shut up, Rudy. You've only got eyes for candy. <laughs> and we don't mean the lollipop. <laughs> And that is that was probably the high point of the film, and it just descended into just more and more craziness since then. I I, I will say that I had a hard time figuring out the season and temperature of the island because the women were all had like at most must have been hot. Yeah, two layers, and like when when they did have those two layers on, there was a lot of flesh on show and then you looked at every single man and they had li- at least four layers of clothing on their body but, but also the women were quite happily jumping into the water and the men were going oh it's too cold yeah so like what what wh- what is that commentary on <laughs> <laughs> it's a commentary on characters like not behaving like humans yeah, <laughs> yeah because this like so, the the girl who who first got naked at the beginning, she actually plays. Um, uh, so speaking of Smallville, she plays uh, Lois Lane. Yes, yeah, because I was going to say Lana Lang, but yeah, she plays Lois Lane. Lois Lane in Smallville, yeah, yeah Smallville, yeah. Uh, and she got completely naked except for a, a very tiny pair of underwear, string, string bikini, yeah, on, and she gets into the water and like. She seemed fine, but the guy, like you said, said it was. He's he was like, like oh, "Nah, babe, I gotta stay on the beach so the first zombie can get me." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it but was. Just... Know, but I, I, I think this film in general is like filled with like laughs that were unintentional. Well, because the, the obviously the, the director being, I don't want to stereotype now, but being German, he must have took the assignment very seriously. I don't think he set out to make a comedy whatsoever. I think he, he it's wanted to... definitely a comedy. No, but he I don't think he set out to do it. I think he set set out to do a serious piece of of zombie exploration <laughs> filming which he has never recovered from since then. No, I don't think he has because he's uh, from what I can see, he he's produced, well, he he's directed quite a few films that kind of flopped um quite badly. So but he's also done a, a few um, video game film ad- adaptations. I don't know. I just, think his understanding of like what makes a film would be poor in any language. <laughs> I mean, you, the rule is show, don't tell. You don't start the film with a massive monologue that tells you everything that's going to happen and tells you things that should be obvious through acting. Do you think that's because obviously English was not his first language? You thought this is what English people need to... <laughs> this is what they like in their films or English-speaking countries because I don't understand what he's... What the aim was because <clears throat> to say there was direction in this film would would also, almost be laughable. There was there was a scene where they, they take on a horde... Sorry, so, sorry for the pause. I just read that there's a director's cut. 
that was released in oh 2008. Oh, yeah. Okay, carry on. Sorry. Yeah, so there was a there was a scene where they took on the horde of zombies in, I guess it was a graveyard, before they get into the house. And the, the director took time out of this massive battle to do 360 shots of every single character yeah. on display. Yeah. And I thought, who the hell was that for? Okay, It yeah, was almost that's... like he was trying to do the Matrix kind of shot, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was. was. Yeah, it was definitely, totally Matrix. Yeah, inspired, definitely. Because there was a point where those guys went... Slow-mo. I was like, why? But, 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 but why? But why? The characters in the Matrix have the power to bend time. So that shot is motivated by what they can do in that world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas the shots in the zombie fight were totally unmotivated. Plus, uh, it was we, inhuman. Yes. And is, are we to assume that these are like college kids? Yes. Even though they all look at least 30. They all look at least 30. These are college kids. And somehow they knew how to handle themselves in a martial art, like all of them, and handle like large weaponry. I know America loves its guns, yep. but these guys were quite proficient. It's like all of a sudden, you- these college kids could do, do martial arts and, and um, use firearms. Again, we don't. We don't get a sense of what why, what motivated them to be able to do it, except for the girl who could do fencing. Did she? Did she? Which she never mentioned, by the way. That's only in the voiceover. And did she transfer her fencing powers to everyone around her, like she could radiate out her <laughs> her flexibility in that in that realm? It's just really. Uh, anyway, Dom, go go ahead. <laughs> You've still got notes. Yeah. I've still got notes. Yeah. You've still got notes. I, yeah. I, I will allow this. There was some. <laughs> Interesting attempts in the edit to try and make it make sense as well. <laughs> like um, the female cop who follows them over, when they show the boat, she's clearly not on the boat. So that's like stock footage with the voiceover of her saying that she's coming to the island. So in the edit, they suddenly realised they had to establish that she was getting to the island because nothing in the script had done that. <laughs> and that was the only solution they could come up with. I thought they followed them on the, um, on the boat over. Wasn't she in pursuit of the smuggler? She was, but that's only established through a long shot of the boat and her voiceover. We uh, never see her on the boat. Yeah. Going, uh, hey, I'm going to follow them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do, do we know who wrote this film? We oh. should find out. Did, did the director do the screenplay as well? Because that would I, I explain. feel like this would be the work of Mr. Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> 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 And the other thing is, it's like characters like have no consistency. Like no. in the first scene where they hire the boat, we've got a total impasse. Um, Greg is not going to go over $300. The captain will never go to the island. And then a second later, Greg's like, I'll give you a thousand. And the captain's like, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> but again, wouldn't the captain need to go to the island anyway since he's smuggling stuff? What, what does he just smuggle from the docks? Well, he would have smuggled it to other places, other ports around the country or along the coastline, not necessarily to that island. Okay. But he didn't but, seem too but, bothered once he was there. Yeah. This place that he swore he would never yeah, go exactly. to. And, and they stayed and decided to wait for them to their own detriment. Yeah, because yeah, I would have dropped them off and said, bye. Like, if I know this <laughs> island is that dangerous, why would I hang around a second longer? Drop and run. Yeah. Yeah. And then he, he tried to have a heroic death outside the house. I know, and yeah. all that did was just expose everyone because <laughs> it blew the door open. <laughs> well, it's like, 
I'm going to commit suicide here and just blow everyone up. So this selfish smuggler... For, for the journey of this film went from I'm never going to this island to sacrificing himself on the island and exposing everyone else to danger. What type of story arc is that? It's bizarre. I mean, he also told them a flashback that told you nothing about what was going to happen. <laughs> and I also liked um, when one of the characters said, um, oh, so that story that Kirk told us makes sense now. <laughs> Plus, he was still in the room. He hadn't died yet. So I feel like he'd be like, guys, I'm still here. <laughs> um, I, I have a great bit of trivia, actually. So what was the, 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 the lady cop's name? Is it Cass? Uh, I've got the character names. Casper. The friendly friendly ghost. ghost. The friendly ghost. Look, we've got Casper the friendly ghost. We've got Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer. (laughs) Rudolph? Yeah, Rudy, Rudolph. (laughs) This is definitely the work of three very awkward screenwriters. Uh, We've got Mark A... What's that? Mark Mark A. Altman. I do hope he's not related to Robert Altman. He probably will be. We need to check that out. Dave Parker and Dan Bates. Dan Bates. You guys should hang your head in shame. For shame. Yeah. Three brains came up with the script for this. But anyway, I was going to say, Casper, who... Who, spoiler alert, got her leg, well, the half, like the bottom half of her body blown off. Not even sure how. Yeah, neither do I. Like, I think they got. It was all of a sudden. The zombies just ripped it off of her. Like, she was climbing through the window, and the zombies said, Yeah, we'll take lovely legs you got there. It'd be a shame if someone took them from you. (laughs) And they took her legs, and they just laid her on the floor, spilling out with her blood. Casper actually comes back in the sequel. She's the only one that makes it to the sequel. Wow, is she like genetically modified in the I, sequel? I think it has to be, because yeah, when I when I did some reading for the for my sins, I read up to the sequel, and it said yeah, the only returning, <laughs> <laughs> and she becomes a colonel. She becomes colonel. She Casper. gets promoted. Yeah, so I thought she died. Yeah, no, but did we see her die? We just saw her go a bit faint. She's like, they put me. a cloth over her yeah. head. Yeah, yeah. So she could have been breathing quite perfectly under there. Why did you put this cloth over my head? <laughs> it would have been a case like, hide me. Yeah, you asshole. <laughs> oh. um, what were we saying before? Oh. She did have a, like, a nice line in really random pauses as well. In her <laughs> line delivery. She'd be like, anyone have a cell phone? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she forgot what it was called and she just had to pause and think. Line. Line. It was like, have a cell I phone. Know. She was like, line. <laughs> And they just cut out to have a cell phone from oh, the back. God. Oh, the ending got me though. It's like. <laughs> well, well, which bit of the ending? Oh, well, she gets stuck. Well, so what's her name? Alicia. She Alicia. Gets, she gets stabbed in the heart. Yeah, this is. She, well, bet- she does not die. Between the tip. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like if anyone gets stabbed in the heart, that's the breastplate. Like, yeah, she got stabbed. And like the. the the blade went in quite deep as yeah, well. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't like you know, you know, a su- super superficial cut. Yeah. It was like right through the sternum. It was like, mm. yeah, I'm pretty sure that's an insta-kill. But no, she's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, so the guy kind of like comes up behind. Um, Cas- is it Caspian? What, uh, Rudy. Cas- no, 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 no. The 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 oh the the, the smuggler. Yeah. Oh, what's his name? He's about the olden guy, the bald dude. Yeah, yeah, with all the bits of different humans on him. Yeah, I've forgotten his name. Anyway, the bald dead guy. Let's call him Patchy. 
<laughs> well, he was patchy. Yeah. Like, so, so was it Rudy that cuts his head off with, a, yeah. with an axe? Yeah. And like his body is still moving. <laughs> his body's still got an erection and, and everything. Like, yeah. It was strangling she's, him. She's still, he, his body is still functioning. And like, so, so Alicia, you know, she's been stabbed to the heart. She gets up. Mm. And then she stomps on his head. Is that is that day ex machina? Is that is that what they call that? I, I think you would have to call it that. Yeah, because oh. she just gets up like, oh, I'm going to heal this wound in the middle of my chest and get up and stamp oh on his head. Also, Having a force to stamp on his head. It's like Terminator coming yeah. back. It's like... And then when she stamps on his head, she says, game over, motherfucker. <laughs> Which reminds me of the bit in um, Family Guy when Brian goes, uh, I haven't set you up for that line. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's throughout the video game, though. It's like, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> but, you if know, you, they wanted her to say game over at the end. They should have had the bald guy saying at some point, "This is my game." Yeah, surely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you set, set up the kill yeah, line. Set it up. Set it up. Uh, there were just so yeah. many broken links in that way. Oh yeah. Well, it was a messy film. It yeah. was rather also, messy. I found my favourite bit oh, of dialogue from the film. There's more. This is, I believe, this is um, some dialogue between one of them and the bald guy. You believe so? You didn't make it up in your head. <laughs> I, I feel it feels like a dream now, but. Um, <laughs> Here we go. So this is one of the interchangeable guys who get killed mm. talking to Patchy. And they say oh, to Patchy. His yeah. name is Castillo. Castillo, like the wine. Mm. Okay. Castillo so, Sumano. Oh, he's Spanish. Because he was a Spanish slave on the bottom of a ship, wasn't it's a, he? It's supposed to be Mexican-based, I think. Okay. No, I think oh. he is Spanish. But he's mm. Spanish on the boat. Puerto Rican. Okay. The, okay. Anyway, they say to, they say to Castillo... You created us to be immortal. Why? Castillo, to live forever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Oh, yeah. This film is trash. That's a drop mic moment. Put this whole film (laughs) in a bin. So, like, uh, so after um, your girl, what's her name? Alicia. Alicia. Stamps on the head and faints. She gets picked up helpfully by Rudy and they come across cops who the most casual cops in history come onto the island where everyone's in massacre and say are you alright? <laughs> and then Rudy's like what does it look like? What does it look like? I'm holding a woman here with uh. like half her sternum gone <laughs> and then they just walk past the cops and no paramedics try and rush to them to try and say okay these are only two survivors maybe we should get rescue you. yeah let's get them some med- uh, medical attention like straight away and like it was just so flat. And- uh, apparently, though, and I I read this kind of um, after watching the film, and I I must have completely missed it. But at the end, one of the um, th- things that we don't really see is that the reason she doesn't die is because he infects infected her with the virus. Apparently, oh beforehand. Mm, so she didn't die. That's why she didn't die. I'll tell you why there's a number two as well, I guess. I'm assuming so, but I don't think she's in number two. No, she's not. She said, I'm not coming back for that. This Hell is no. <laughs> why would you? So then... Give I, me I'm, a suicide. I'm guessing they ran into the house, saw all the dead bodies, and then they saw a, a sheet... Uh, on top of what they thought was a suitcase talking and they <laughs> and they unveil it and it's Casper underneath it. <laughs> and they pick up half her body. <laughs> And take her to shore. Really, because she's called Casper, she should be talking from under the sheets going, yeah. I'm the friendly ghost. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. So it sounds like we had fun watching the film then. 
Oh yeah, just to rip the shit out of it. It was it was a terrible film, and I think we should try our hardest to try and get the director on for an inspirational interview for Halloween. <laughs> oh dear! Just to get him on, just to see, just to see what the bloody hell he's playing at when he did this. Well, I don't even know what he what else he's got on his um. His resume. I think his resume, to be honest. Let's let's go down the list. I'm sure there's something else we can pick out. Oh, do we really want to? Well, <laughs> do we want to return to the Uve well? <laughs> it was already sparse the first time. We were just sucking dirt. <laughs> there was nothing, no good uh, nutrients there whatsoever. Oh my gosh. Oh boy. But yeah. Oh, he's he he did Rampage, but that not not the the one with our friendly lizard and um not with Dwayne not with Rock George and, and yeah. yeah. Um, Blood Rain he did mm. uh, In the Name of the King Postal Alone in the Dark Blood Rain the Third Far Cry mm. Rampage Presidential President something President Down So that's an, that's just another war one I think uh, Rampage Capital Which is another shoot 'em up um, In the Name of the King Again What? It, he he did, did it twice? twice? Good Lord Must be sequels well, the Blood same Rain thing. again. What's the matter with this guy? Like, this guy Street. is a maniac. Seed. <laughs> I, it, it almost feels like he's someone who doesn't quite learn from his mistakes. But he, he's got I think a he nailed huge it there. list. He does have a huge, you know, Anything list recent? Maybe we can get him on and just pick his brain. <laughs> See what, what makes a guy like that tick? <laughs> oh, I think the last film was in 2015. So maybe they... They kind of wised up to his. Um, oh no no no! Oh no! The <laughs> his last his last film, two thousand eighteen, was "Fuck You All," the Uve Vol story. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh. just for that title, we should oh. we should try and get this guy because this guy sounds like he's a hoot. <laughs> oh God. Uh, but I don't. I don't know if he di- directed that one though. I mean, just imagine directing your own biography. He must have had like. Must have oh no, it. no, it was <laughs> directed by Sean Patrick Shaw, so he was in it. Okay. As so cast, he was in it as himself. Oh, so he, he, <laughs> he, he so he gets it. He, he, he's uh. kind of. So there's a quotation from Uwe Boll. He says, "I'm probably the most hated person in Hollywood right now." <laughs> mm. <laughs> Well, was he on the Me Too movement <laughs> hit list as well? What's he mean? I guess he's the most hated person for artistic reasons. Oh, yeah. That, that, that would make okay, more sense. I'll say the whole quote exactly as he said it to yeah. do him that courtesy. Yeah. I mean, with dialogue like that, you know, you do need to... <laughs> no, in his defence, he didn't, respect. He didn't yeah. have a lot to do with the dialogue. It was three other idiots. Okay. The, the whole quote is, I'm, pro- I'm probably the most hated director in the world right now. That is the full quote. And when was this? When was this uh, uh, quote from? What year? Do we know? Oh, that's from Empire Magazine. We don't have a year yet. Well, we'll get you a year. Two thousand and four. Two thousand and four. I'm I'm now playing charades. Two thousand fourteen. Two thousand fourteen. Okay, so two thousand and fourteen. He said he's a. 
Wait, he thought after all those years, he should have said that back when he released that first. Well, this was 2003. Yeah, he did House of the Dead. Should have been saying it back then. He hasn't done very well in general. Like, a lot of his films have flopped, from what I can see. Mm. So, yeah, but he keeps on getting work. But then, like, he's a producer in a lot of them as well. So That's his secret. That's his secret. When he says he's the most hated director, does he mean by fans, by other Hollywood elite, other directors? Who does he think? Or just everyone as a... Just everyone. Oh, well, yeah, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, I, I can imagine if someone absolutely enjoyed House of the Dead as a as a game, as, you know, that kind of genre game, mm. and I watched that film, if, if if that was the case, I would hate him too for, for killing the game for me because, you know, I, th- I think there's, a, there's an element of, <clears throat> I love this video game, I really want to see it in film form and in a live action, I really hope it does the game justice mm. and so far i mean he because he's known for video game film adaptations and he's bombed in all of them mm. not one of them have, has particularly good reviews you would not hand him mm. your favorite franchise yeah. would you? i would not give him assassin's creed i would not give him prince of persia can you imagine what you would do with something <laughs> that complex <laughs> oh he would just oh it would be absolutely hilarious. Kill it. Well, what I will die. say before we land this plane, uh, oh, you, yes. even Let's though land. yeah, on Rotten Toma- Tomatoes or Tomatoes, he got three uh, percent. I, I guess I, I wouldn't be doing my due diligence if I didn't let everyone know out there that the margins of error on Rotten Tomatoes is three percent. So. <laughs> 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 so, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Okay, right. So, landing the plane. Um, no, any last words? So let's let's bow out with one final mistake from the film. Oh, you've got another mistake. We've got us? another mistake. There's this great <laughs> bit of dialogue in the context of the film, which this is Simon and Greg, I think, and what is she called, Alicia? So Simon slash Greg says something like, this looks like it's been here from a, a millennia. No, centuries, you dick. <laughs> That's funny because she didn't know what millennia means. But the joke is millennia is a plural, so it wouldn't be a millennia. So the writer had made a mistake and then they were taking the piss out of their character for not knowing what the word that they'd made a mistake with meant. And also it was right after the millennium that they made this film. <laughs> Well, there you have it. Well, that, that that definitely tells you that three different screenwriters were writing this, and they're probably just they're just. But I think that probably is what contributes to its um, haphazard kind of. Yeah, like, like the um, dialogue's no consistent, no yeah. consistent. The characters, characters are completely yeah. inconsistent because yeah. yeah. two scenes earlier than that, um, she was the smart one. <laughs> I, I wonder if like one person wrote like the first fifteen minutes, and then another person wrote the next fifteen minutes, and then just mashed it all together. Anyway, we've run out of time, guys. I'm so sorry to leave you all. Um, But um, this is Geek Sweat and this is Cult Film. I am Jay. Um, And thank you very much to MKH, Uh, my co-host. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. And a very um, big thank you to Dom for um, his collection of um, trivia for for this film today. Glad I could make it. (laughs) I'm glad you could make it too. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Adios from me. Bye. Bye. Bye bye. By the way, adios is goodbye in Spanish if you don't speak Mexican. <laughs> <laughs>